In our today's Women Council, we have with us Abhirambika Ravivarban. Abby is an ICF PCC certified coach, a transformational facilitator and founder CEO of Green Minds, which is an organization which works with the mission of making lives better. Abby uses her model, Lifefulness, which is living with inner focus and evolving with fullness, which really enables the people she works with to look at themselves from newer perspectives. Abby is also an author and speaker who conducts various transformational workshops on life and leadership. and welcome to another Women's Council episode. With us today, we have Abhirambika Ravivarman. She is an ICF certified life and leadership coach, and we will be talking about coaching in a VUCA world. Abby, welcome. Thank you so much, Maria. So happy to be here, uh, part of the Women's Council, and I'm excited to see what we have today. Okay, today we will be talking about coaching in a VUCA world. Would you like to start talking about that or tell us a little about you? Okay, yeah. Uh, so I've been in the corporate world and I've moved after that, you know, um, when my son was around two years old, I thought, okay, let me try something on my own. So that's when I, and I had no idea of what I was going to do. And that's how my whole journey of coaching started. So I moved on, I, I stumbled upon coaching when I was doing some search and I uh, got into coaching and what I, I just love about this job that I do right now, not that I didn't love the earlier job, I did that as well. But what I love about this is uh, uh, the power that it has, right? What it can do to others, what it can help or um, bring in terms of change for others, uh, right? Something which is like, if I, I was always uh, someone who liked to try new things. And when I started coaching, I realized had I had a coach say 10 years back, by now I would have done something phenomenal in my life, right? That was the thought process that I used to have. And that's what uh, is my journey. Uh, I run a company called Green Minds. Uh, it's in India. And uh, we do a lot of uh, leadership programs. We do a lot of transformational programs for various clients. And recently I've moved to Toronto. So I'm hoping to expand Green Minds into here as well. So. I'm excited, yeah. That's wonderful. You said the word change, okay. Do people embrace change, Abby? Is it something that people strive for? I mean, people would love that it goes smooth, but it doesn't, right? It's always that breaking something which is a routine for you. And that is where the challenge happens because change is not easy. Um, just as simple as if I'm meeting with my right hand and that's what I'm used to, I'm so unconscious that I always eat with my right hand. I, I also have another hand. I could try, but it doesn't come naturally. So when I have to change, say, say I fracture my hand, there is no choice. And that is what changes. When there is no choice, people embrace change. When there is a choice, then the easier, what you know better, what's easier for you is, is what you choose to do. So you prefer to stay in your comfort zone. I think that's a mechanism for all humans. Yeah, it's it's natural, right? It's how human beings are tuned to. I mean, in fact, in my training programs, if we have a few days program, I would always notice the first day, whoever sits wherever, the next day, they all come and sit in the same place. It's not their everyday desk, but it's just that one day 
of sitting in a certain location, sitting in a certain table, makes them feel so comfortable with that that the day two, they have options. They could choose any other seat or choose to sit with somebody else, but they wouldn't. They will come and sit in the same desk that they sit at the previous day. Yeah. Creatures of habit. So coaching in a VUCA world. Um, a VUCA world is a world where change is, it just happens. It doesn't ask you. It just yeah. occurs. So how can we prepare for that? How can people embrace change in a VUCA world? So um, I would start, there are a few things, but I would start by saying a mindset, right? A mindset is the starting point. I mean, everything revolves around how you look at it. Uh, um, we could whine and cry about certain things. We could also feel that, okay, fine, now this is happening to me and how do I now think alternative, right? Look at it from another perspective. Um, like I just said, uh, I had to move here. It was not my choice because my husband had to move here and I moved along with him. Not that I don't um, I like this country. I love this country. This is a country that I always wanted to be. But you already have a successful business running back there and you struggled to set up that business. It wasn't easy because, you know, coming from a corporate, not having a mind of how do you run business, you're not born with that DNA, right? It's, it's a figure out way. How do you figure this out? Now, um, doing all of that, Starting all over again in this place is a change that I never anticipated. And you are there and how can you look at it is, now what can I do best here, right? That's the mindset. I think it's, it's um, it, was, it was also not natural for me. I think over a period of time with all my mindfulness practice, with uh, um, uh, that came a mindset like that. And that, I think, is a starting point for many people to be able to embrace change and be ready, be prepared for a VUCA situation. So a positive mindset and just uh, seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, when I say this, right, when I say have a positive mindset, people are like, it's very easy to say. How does someone do that? Because it's, it's like you open your internet, you Google, and that's what everybody is saying. Be positive, right? Think, think of the good things that can happen. But how does somebody do that is where the, the, the nuts and bolts lie. The actual doing it really lies there. So that has to come only through, I mean, I, when I say this, it might sound um, philosophical, but you know, through constant meditation, you, sh you should actually take over your mind rather than allowing your mind to take over you. That's the flip that needs to happen. It doesn't happen overnight, but as a habit, if somebody is able to create that for themselves, then not just leadership, right? In many walks of life, in many areas of our life, we'll be able to implement that with ease. In all areas, in relationships, in parenting. Everything work and everything. Yeah, that's useful as a concept and everything. So tell us how coaching helps uh, in VUCA. How does it help? How does coaching help someone? Who's okay. In yeah, yeah. So, so um, it's not like a coach is going to give ideas, right? I mean, that that's also something that I want to break here because a lot of people think a coach is a mentor, a person who's going to tell you what to do. That's not the case. A coach never tells you what to do. They always help you figure out answers to what you do. And that itself is a challenge for people. Hey, I have to pay you for me to figure out my answer. I would rather pay a consultant. I would rather pay a mentor to tell me, do this. But th the difference is, or how coaching can be more beneficial is um, you, you are the best person to find answers for your problems. 
and that's something that i believe strongly because your problems could be similar to somebody else but it's never the same so what i apply like i i say within my own family right like my brother and me we are very different uh, what suits him or what fits him doesn't fit me and it's not like copy paste solutions that works well those are just ballpark ideas but what can a coach do is help you figure out what's the best answer for yourself and you find out that answer so the motivation to be able to apply that comes naturally um you know uh, uh many things added to that comes naturally with it and that's how i think coaching is off late going to be one of the um more looked upon uh spaces to reach out and um you know as a part of something just to be in touch with the other side of corporates i also work with a lot of uh, children i i work with teens mm-hmm. um and what has that uh, helped me personally is they are ready right at an young age they are ready to get support and help whereas adults i find it difficult for them to ask actually reach out to a coach and say hey you know what i think i'm struggling here i need help that i think needs to change and if that changes i think coaching is going to be a phenomenal support for many people that's interesting that you mentioned teenagers i think teenagers change is just something that they embrace on a daily basis yeah so they're willing they're more willing yes that's very interesting the way you okay i believe uh, i'm also a coach so i agree with the approach of bringing someone to their own answers i think the the realization that we can create in someone that aha moment for someone to say oh, i hadn't thought of that and to discover yeah. that about themselves that's a valuable that's i think the most valuable thing in coaching absolutely mhm and they don't see the value because it's true that people are prone to wanting answers or quick fixes <laughs> but they don't know the long term effect that re- that self realization and self actualization has on them so exactly and i i call this you know the sustainable solutions right this is a terminology i use with my clients to say hey you want sustainable solutions that make lasting impact then you figure it out and that's how i will help you i'm not going to tell you because if i tell you it's going to be momentary it's going to be something which is just very temporary you will end up with another problem created because of this so figure out one short solution that doesn't need to change in in a probably few years time or few months time Exactly. That's beautiful. So you've created a model called lifefulness. Yes. Would you like to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so my inspiration for lifefulness came from my own practice of mindfulness, right? So um there is an acronym when we say lifefulness it's living with inner focus and evolving with fullness. That's how I figured out the word life and I created this lifefulness. So when I say living with inner focus it's it I'll give you an example, right? um say i am an environmentalist right i like to plant trees for example so i go around planting trees um and obviously when i plant i'm not going to plant a tree i'm going to put a sapling there when does it become a tree in my mind i think i have actually planted a tree but actually what i have done is i have just planted a sapling or a seed there and i need to consciously go back to that plant every single day water that plant and make sure it actually becomes a tree and that's when we kind of achieve what we want to achieve right so when I, when i say lifefulness it's about living with your inner focus as in why does somebody want to do something or not want to do something and that's always hidden the person is not ever aware of that 
it's always hidden it's always something that's never on the surface it's like deeply uh, you know it's like in the ocean bed right so when you work with your inner focus and when we work with that as the primary thing so many times we work outward to inward i would you know uh, all my programs are from inside out so how do you start from the why of it then you go to the how because the how itself bogs people down mm -hmm. it's true how is always complex the how is always um but it's figure out of it right you can figure it out but the how is so vast that you know it kind of shakes you up and you say oh no i don't think i want to go that side at all but the moment you go from inside out things become very simple very unstressed right very light uh, so the model revolves around how can somebody do that how can somebody connect with their awareness how can somebody connect with their intuition so a big part of lifefulness is about intuition um how does someone tap into those resources which we have and then move outside to actually find solutions so for you it's about giving an ind individual or the group of uh, a group that you have uh, started to work with to give them tools to work from the inside out yes so tools and yes. to start with your uh why or to discover that part that goes pretty deep. I mean, it goes into your core belief system, probably. Yes, yes. That's not always an easy space that people are Absolutely. willing to go. You have to change your, you have to figure out certain belief systems. There could be something limiting you, move forward from there and then overcome that and create newer ways of thinking and then step out. So you do all your inner work, fix that, and then you move out. The outside becomes very easy. But when you start from the reverse, then it's, triple time more effort and and stressful mm -hmm. but it's permanent abby it's yes. permanent yeah yeah the other is like a band-aid effect if you yeah. start <laughs> absolutely that's very interesting bravo okay so we talked about how people can handle uh living in a book in a book environment i just have i usually i wonder about one thing okay say that you have a book a book environment at work and then you go home say that all aspects of your life are under VUCA conditions. All aspects. Okay. Isn't it overwhelming for an individual to deal with? Definitely it does, right? It, it's, um, uh, as human beings, emotions are something that, you know, uh, at, at a high, right? Uh, always, when, when our situations are slightly not the way we want it to be. So when multiple aspects of life are in the similar situations, then you don't know which one to prioritize and you struggle through everything, right? Because you want to sort out everything. Um, so definitely I would bring a coach here, right? Um, from a perspective to be able to help you gain clarity in multiple aspects and also practice of things like mindfulness or anything can keep your emotional as emotional side of you, the uh, emotional stability at bay. Uh, you, you know how to handle certain things. Like, um, I always say this also in many of my workshops is, so what, what next, right? That that phrase has um, helped me a lot because something has happened or something is happening, you can only do certain things. You can only do so much. But mind can play multiple games to say, this could be the worst end of that situation. So when you know that it's just your mind playing and you can you can segregate that from the reality, I think that's a powerful space to be. And that can help in such situations is something that 
I think. It helps. I, it helps in all situations. I think it just needs more persistent. It needs training and persistence and basically to believe that it can be achieved. And it can because many people do it. It can, yes. And uh, the support with somebody else is like, I'll, I'll give you another example. Whenever there is a problem that's faced by a, a friend, for example, and me, when there is a friend, I can give them a lot of solutions. Hey, do this, do that. You know, why aren't you thinking in this direction? Why should, you should be doing this? The same situation, if I have to go through, I am lost, right? That's because that emotional aspect of I am in that comes into play. So it stops my thinking. And it's neuroscience as well. Like a lot of research has said that when you are in an emotional space, your, your thinking brain doesn't function. So you can't find solutions. So having somebody to have conversations or bouncing of some ideas or at such situations like this is the best possible way to probably... Um, get out so if you have an emotional overwhelm if you feel that your cup is full that your glass is full what's a quick fix for that a quick fix not an in-depth fix yes <laughs> wonderful okay um i also i liked uh, that you work with the mission of making lives better is that something particular in what you do and what you offer organizations or is that just your goal in general your mission statement making lives better um it's both as in that's that's what green minds stand for and in fact the name why we chose green minds is also to do with the same thing right the moment you green your mind then everything else is green if your mind is all hot and pressed and you know pulling you from multiple directions then what happens is you uh, you struggle to see things clearly you see it tinted with certain uh, color right so um this making lives better is because everybody's life can be better. If you are a CEO, your life can be made better to a different level. If you are, say, a person who's just starting off, your life can be made better. You can think of different life of growth. So always the one goal I think as human beings, all of us have is to make our lives better, easier, uh, livable, enjoyable. If that's our mission, I thought the programs that we would come up with would be very different. It will be all you know, people related, and that's what we focus on. Uh, projects and things can always happen. But if the person is right, if the person is able to um, figure things out for themselves, I think everything else falls in place was our intention. Uh, and yeah, motto was something that I would say too. So making lives better, I strive for it. I try and make my life better each day uh, to be able to deliver something like that. And um, uh, try to help my clients too. Okay, Abby. So tell me, you have a client. So it's uh, he has a very difficult situation at work and a difficult situation at home. Which do you tend to work towards first? Which do you tend to help first? I would say home uh, because yeah, that's the, even even if I when I do leadership coaching, right? I always ask the leaders or even the executives to come up with few personal goals because. You know, it's very easy to say the moment you step into office, forget home. Now you are at work. And then the moment you step into your house, cut your office and be at home, you know, spend time. Imagine you just got screamed at by your boss and then you're going home and your child is asking you to help with homework. You'll naturally get irritated because you're not a different person. You can't have a split personality to say, hey, I can shut this, right? Very, very hard to do. So I will say what emotionally drives that person is something they need to do first, sort that out first. If that's home, 
which 99% of the time with my clients has always been home, sort it out and then move because work, nobody is indispensable, right, at work. Today you're there, tomorrow you're not there, somebody else takes over your job, somebody else handles that for you. You could even take go on a six-month sabbatical, fix things, come back, things will still happen. Products will sell, business will run. But your home is, you, you are everything in your home, right? So I, this is something that's my personal thought, but yeah, different coaches might have different thinking, but I think this is a approach that I would take. I agree too. I agree. I mean, I think we basically agree that we start with the individual and the basic roles of an individual is in the family and then it spreads out. Yes. To their environment. A happy home will always make a person oh, happy yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So tell me something, the term VUCA, do people know it? Are they aware of it? When you start coaching someone in, in a VUCA environment? I know they know the circumstance, they know the, the difficult circumstances, but do they name it, VUCA? Yes, off late, yes. At least, uh, it, I mean, three, four years back, no, people never knew that. Uh, but off late, because of the awareness about VUCA, there's a lot of, uh, you know, workshops that we also run on VUCA. So that way, I think people are aware of the terminology. Um, and after COVID, right, I think everybody has probably gotten to know about it. Everybody is aware of situations because Nobody thought working from home would be easy, right, uh, or doable. Because, um, I mean, at least I, I come from a banking space. Um, um, in, in a banking space especially, I mean, IT, I think there was already, already a lot of uh, hybrid kind of work uh, situations. But uh, typically in a banking sector where your transactions have to be, you know, uh, so closely monitored and confidential transactions, Nobody would dare to do something from home, but systems changed. Newer systems came in where confidentiality could be kept in. So I think VUCA kind of, this this was a perfect VUCA situation where people pivoted differently in different directions. So people are aware now. Okay, that's good. That's good. I think it's good to put a name, a label on something because you, it helps you understand it better. So from that point of view. Yes, yeah. See, uh, another thing I would also want to add here is VUCA was always there. It's just a terminology that we have right now because we can actually name it, label it. But this was always there in different levels and different, probably not to this this fast kind of change, which is so rapid. Changes were always happening and people had to always adapt. Of course, of course. Abhi, what's the biggest challenge that you face as a coach? The biggest challenge uh, is commitment from a client, especially when it's a corporate client. Uh, I mean, individual clients, yes. So I'm, I'm going to focus mainly on corporate clients where you're not the sponsor. I mean, you um, are part of, you know, uh, a cohort who's getting coached. So I've always found that clients, un until they do the third session or the fourth session, right, or probably somewhere around that, it, it's a forced upon thing on them. The organization wants me to get coached. Uh, I'm already very good. I really don't understand why I need to have this uh, coaching. And who are you? You're not even part of my company. What do you know about my company that you can actually help me figure out things? These are some general thought process, I think, um, uh, with a lot of employees. And they also think when they are put through coaching, they think they're not doing well. And that's when they're put through coaching. That is another challenge that I've always seen. 
but it's the reverse right they always see you as a hyper they just want to help you so you are part of a coaching cohort is something that we do how many ever times you do a part of orientation you you do that it's still uh, i i don't know how it is in the west but i have seen this kind of trend back there but i'm sure that's changing as well people are asking for more uh, coaching uh, support this i think so this was one of my challenges that i used to face challenging but also satisfying when you bring results and not necessarily goal oriented results when you bring the person to realize the changes they've made that's very satisfying for the client and for you as a coach so oh, just bring yeah. someone to that that's amazing yeah. i think that's the best part of being a coach <laughs> totally i agree and that is what will keep us going with these clients as well to say hey no 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 let's let's do this you will realize it eventually right is it more difficult people in leadership positions is it more difficult to coach them in leadership positions i think not so much uh, uh i say at a at a manager level it's a slightly more challenging space because they always look at it as from an emotional perspective but leaders are more open i think they want to pick it out they want support um you know uh, because sometimes leaders are alone right they they are they are in the top they're sitting there trying to make decisions or um i i i at least these are some things that few leaders have said that you know i feel sometimes so alone that i, I don't know whether what i'm doing is right and there is a huge huge responsibility in my back and this is when um i love to say this you know uh, few of these leaders i've heard them say uh, three things that i do is i take care of myself well i am fit I, they get up early they run they they do everything possible to keep their physical and mental health in uh, you know in perfect shape because one wrong decision can change the fate of their whole company right or their teams so i think there when a coach is there to bounce off something to have a conversation they're very open so they have daily disciplines and they have a better starting point perhaps yes yeah which help them which so, so the emotional space is also kind of you know at balance they're not looking at it as uh, some you know something is going wrong with me or anything so I think leaders are very open and off late I think leadership coaching and uh, uh, is is really really picking up and it's doing really well. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. So they see it as as a tool as an opportunity. Yes. versus that maybe someone needs uh, something to be fixed in another yes. so that's very that's very interesting. Wonderful. Tell us something else. Something else that will inspire people. You're very, you have very positive energy. Okay, well, something that can inspire people is right now. I'm I'm running this YouTube series called uh, Becoming Unstoppable, and that's what uh, excites me. Right, um, like I said, moving from um, uh, from one country to another, try, starting from scratch, and uh, I've always thought of what is it about. me that i would want my son to take from me right from a legacy perspective this is something that i have taken from my mother and i have always thought um uh, what is it that you want to leave it's not the company it's not it's it's like one value or one behavior that you uh follow in life that you want your next generation to take back would be this right whatever happens uh becoming unstoppable being resilient enough that life becomes enjoyable otherwise it's like this monday morning blues right oh my god again monday but you want the job 
you want to go for that job but why are you pulling yourself to go there on every monday morning because there is something about it which is not making you happy or you're not figure out getting out a way to make that work for you so this concept of being unstoppable being um resilient is something that i think excites me and i think that's something my son will take back from me and probably the audience here too that's wonderful i agree with that we have the same mindset happy unstoppable <laughs> and the resilience i believe yeah i believe it's the basic thing that we need as humans because the difficulties are going to rise on a if not daily basis they will come in our lives it's yes. how we view them and how we deal with them absolutely we always think the grass is greener on the other side right so this is like the, the most used uh, sentence yes. but but till we go to the other side we are never convinced we always feel something else is better something else is uh, uh, so so one conscious effort that i do because of mindfulness is feeling grateful uh, right a conscious practice of gratitude is something that i do always that has helped me keep my emotions at check because today i don't have something but i also have 100 other things right so that is helping me to move forward uh to try anything to say okay fine right it, 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 it's it's not going to be worse it's nothing is going to go wrong so that confidence starts to build is something i've seen the moment the more of gratitude uh the more you start listening to your intuition the more you start working with it which is life and so the more you are conscious and um uh, i i'll give you a few more examples to to do this so when i have to work with clients there are clients who really will pay you a lot of money right because they and there are these clients who are bargaining with you for uh, say a few few 100 dollars and then they're saying hey can we do this but intuitively what what i would choose is not based on the money that i'm going to get but intuitively whom i feel connected to that has always helped me because nothing has ever gone wrong uh, but if i had tried saying oh no i think financially this makes more sense i will rather use my time and get paid double i know i have you know experience of burning my hand the client we've had probably you know something not not just coaching clients it could be even a, a program that i'm running in certain uh, locations right so this way when that is guiding you i think there is no need to worry there is no need to look back or feel sad about um you all you need to do is just go forward abi that's intuition it's very powerful i love intuition too but what if your logic says the opposite of what your intuition says it will always say the opposite and let me tell you you always say the opposite because um i know i i mean whenever i talk about it everybody says this is a dream right your your intuition is like a dream there is there's no logic to it and i'll say i'll tell you when i i was working and i said i had to quit and i i, I started on my own uh so it was a very very difficult decision because i was working in one of the best banks um and a, a, a multinational bank getting paid really really well and from there there was this decision of i had quit because i wanted to spend more time with my son and there was this time in the first two years like i said i was figuring out business i had absolutely zero money i had spent every penny from my savings i'd completely washed out my account right and my ex boss said 
why don't you come back and join you and your green minds nothing is happening there why don't you just come back why why can't you come back and join the job and that was obviously very logical because your clients don't want intuitive programs or transformational programs like this is pre covid right uh, people development was done in terms of very specific skills not something which is inner work and you know you have no market there nothing on mental health there is no market but on the other side there is job that you have been doing for 12 years you know it you know how to do that and then you are being asked to come back if you want to come back and join what is logical maria what should i have done for me i would have stayed i would have made your choice but the logic especially with the child to go back of course yeah right so yeah. i made a hard decision because something kept telling me don't go back just just try for some more time continue on this journey and that will really change things i don't know how my intuition knows there will be a situation like covid that will come uh, you know people will look out look towards coaches all of this say 6 7 years back uh, was never the situation but today i'm very happy i took that decision i didn't go by my logic so you we will hear our intuition loud and clear only when we connect with it and when we start trusting it more often and it can never go wrong is something i have i have uh, experienced and that's something i'll also tell the audience to experience and see for once i know it will sound illogical and the best part last year this bank the retail as retail segment of the bank closed down and many of my friends who were working uh, moved out to other jobs this is what 7 years 6 years back when i had no idea and you think i would have been you know in my 30s i i quit i took the tough decision of quitting had i neared my 40 and i had if i had to probably quit and do the same thing i don't know how i would have done or what i would have done um that is how i think intuition saved me so oh it saved you and it will continue to because you believe in it so much so what we believe in expands yes <laughs> So the more yeah I believe so also so that's beautiful. Yes Abby that is truly valuable what you told our audience. So I monopolized all your time Speedos I'm sure has questions for you. <laughs> I enjoyed, that, that was a really great uh discussion that I also uh, enjoyed and uh, I learned uh, things this is uh, why I didn't interrupt. So uh coming to an end because we are already 40 minutes on air. Abi what what is your company uh, what is the name of your company So my company is called Green Minds um okay. and it's operating in India so I I am looking at starting Green Minds Canada very soon so um as an expansion uh, or or as a sister concern um here as well so doing what I do best or what I know to do best I want to continue to do do, do it here for clients here too Amazing so you are also in Canada Uh, now and uh, where someone can find information about you and what uh, are you doing with uh, in your company so they can find me on linkedin so my name is uh, thankfully you know i have to thank my mother for it you just search my name and you'll find everything about me there is there is no other abirambika in this world that we have not met somebody else so it's very easy to just google my name you'll find my website you will find my green minds company site you will find all my you know social media spaces right linkedin insta everything so anybody can reach out to me through all of this okay just in case for our viewers and our listeners no need to search because the details of uh, your company the uh, the link from the website and also your linkedin is down to the comments okay yeah. 
Excellent. Now, the, the last question. Uh, who is the ideal candidate uh, for you? What are the prerequisites? What is that, that someone needs to know before contact you? All they need to know is what do they want to do, right? That's all. Uh, I mean, the rest of it comes in the coaching session. All they want, uh, they need to do is know is, am I ready? If I'm ready for a coaching conversation, if I'm ready to take help from a coach and I have certain goals that I want to achieve, that's all they need to know. Everything else happens in the session because uh, if someone is not ready, you can never coach. So this thing of you can't coach somebody who's uncoachable. We call this uncoachable, people who don't have the mindset for getting coached. So if that is not, that's taken upon them. I think everybody else can be coached. Anybody can be coached. Amazing. Uh, Abhi, thank you very, very much for accepting the invitation and joining us to this Women's Council. Uh, Maria? Abhi, I enjoyed today's episode very much. We have a very similar mindset, uh, coachable and uncoachable. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm super glad, uh, you know, I, I, I did this. So uh, I'm happy that we are the first few episodes of your uh, podcast. And I wish you the best, right, to yeah. transform uh, many women. Uh, I do a program called Powerhouse Women uh, in terms of leadership, right, exclusively for women. And many I've done this in few corporates. Uh, so I, I, I see the value of what you're doing, right? So I, I would wish you both the very best. And may many, many women benefit, not just women, everybody else, but yeah, many women benefit from the conversations that you're bringing in to everybody. Awesome. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. And thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.